and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. And we have had dinner and a few drinks and uh, thought about Arizona's loss tonight against Washington State. It was very tight game near the end. 73-70 was the final score. Um, Before we get started, though, Shelby. Yep. I was going to segue into that. Our daily spending choices greatly impact our lifestyle. What we can do, where we can go, like catching a big game at McHale Center. Make your play and enjoy the special moments. At Longview Insurance and Investments, we can help you learn how to make smart financial choices for the future, balancing both work and play. Visit our website at www.longviewinsuranceandinvestments.com to learn more. Thank you, Jason Shear, for the read. For our wonderful sponsor. Um, 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 well, it's been a couple, few hours since we ended that game. And we just found out fairly recently as well that the team is kind of stranded. Yeah, they just went back to their hotel. They don't know if they can make it out. There's plane issues. So they may be stuck in gorgeous wherever they are. Yeah, safe choice though. So stay safe. Get home when you get home. And... Uh, Maybe they can practice. Maybe again. you have some time to, you know, improve your skill sets when you're stuck in that hotel. How bad of a loss is this, Senor Jason? So, I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Um, <laughs> I felt like the Stanford loss was actually easier to deal with. That's what I said. Because that was just Stanford throwing up crap and it going in and whatever. What are you going to do? I, I don't come away from that game thinking Washington State played well. I really like that. I never, like, I think they have two good players. Um, but the biggest thing is, like, if Arizona hits a couple more shots, like, think about it this way. Arizona scored less points and took 16 more shots than than Washington State and had the same amount of uh, free throws. They lost, they they missed four, mo- four more than Washington State. But, look, I don't, put a ton of weight into regular season. I Taylor Swift is on the TV. I, you just can't get away from her, and they sh- sh- showed her dancing. Um, you can't... It, it's difficult because, like, regular season losses at the end of the day, unless they pile up, it's not that big of a deal. The whole top 10 loss this week, except for North Carolina, I believe, is literally, like, Houston, the number two team in the country, starts Big 12 play and loses its first two games on the road. Kansas loses, Purdue loses, you lose, I lose, everyone loses. But at the same time, uh, this isn't a game that Arizona should have lost. And when you look at the way that the conference is lined up, you have to start questioning if Arizona's going to win the conference, which is crazy to say. But they're going to have to sweep at home the rest of the year. They're going to have to get a road sweep here or there. Um, they're going to lose another game or two, but like Oregon is probably in the driver's seat for the conference right now because of the way that their schedule lines up and all that. Um, is it going to destroy the net or whatever it is? Uh, no, you know, it's not that type of loss. Is Arizona down from a, a one seed to a two? Maybe like in Ken Palm, for instance, Arizona didn't move at all. I think their defense went down a notch, but does Arizona move down from a one to two? I don't know. I mean, Kansas has lost to UCF. Isn't good. You know, Purdue, it, all these teams lost. So it's hard to say, like, Arizona's done with the one seed. I, I don't know if they are. You know, college basketball is, it's and I, and I warned it before the game. I said, look, look around the college basketball and 
a win is a win. Arizona could have won by a point, and it was a, a good win. Uh, it is very difficult to win on the road, but at the same time, they just played so poorly in certain aspects that it's not like Stanford where you throw up your hands and go, whatever. It's more like, dude, like, what just happened? Like, well, I don't understand. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, <clears throat> we've had multiple, many conversations about this. What concerns you the most about this loss overall? Yeah, I kind of just answered it. Uh, I don't like, and, and I think Pella Larson's energy was good in the beginning, but the, this was one of these things where like guys just don't look interested. Effort. And it's it's become an issue, not a game by game issue, but like there are games where a Tommy coach team every season just doesn't look interested. We thought it was Stanford. He said there was a blank look. I think that the effort was lacking for most of the game against Washington State. Um, you know, there was just the, the, I don't think Washington state was doing anything. It's a good defensive team, but I don't think it was doing anything crazy defensively that Arizona hadn't seen before. Um, I kind of just answered it. So I don't want to keep repeating, but like the concerning things were like just the shot making the, I mean, how many layups can one team make? And, And I know the stat is not entirely accurate, but Arizona was counted as 11 of 28 on layups. Washington State was counted at 10 of 15. Um, you know, I, I think also, like, Arizona's offense finally turned around in the, in the you know, they, it wasn't fantastic, but in the second half, it, it was better than the first half, and then they started to hit some threes, and you're like, okay, things are coming around, and they just need one stop. Couldn't get it. Then they come back and score. All right, one stop right here. Couldn't get it. Then they score again. Okay, one stop. One stop. We'll win this game. Couldn't get it. Like, they just... It was not a complete game. The defense was fine in the first half. Then the defense struggled a bit in the second, and the offense came around later in the game, and then the defense disappeared. And um, Arizona, when they play a complete game, is very, very good, but it has become apparent that the margin for error is smaller than we thought it would be. Tommy, after the game, called them an average team right now. Mm. So Mm. we'll see. That was kind. Um, So... (laughs) Are we back to having a Kylan Boswell problem? Well, I, I'm a firm believer in that if you're a good enough offensive player, the points will come and go sometimes, right? Like Ebbs and flows. Right. I don't get bothered by... Now, zero points is, is bad, right? Don't get me wrong. But we saw that Kylan could score last week. He had some games and, you know, he scored. We've seen that. There's games where Kylan's going to score. The biggest concern I have is if you're not scoring... You better be doing other stuff. I don't care if you get steals in the lane. I don't care if it's assists. If you get zero points and you get eight assists, I can live with that. Eight assists, five rebounds, zero points. I'm okay. I can live with that. Mm -hmm. When you get uh, what we call a Tony Snell line, basically, where it's zeros across the board. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, one turnover. Uh, You are, like, that is insane. That is, that is an insanely bad game. Mm-hmm. Again, like the 0 for 5 is actually, I ignore it. By the way, 0 for 2 at the free throw line, right? Like no rebound. You can't get a rebound. You can't get an assist. You have the ball in your hands and you can't get an assist. Like, yeah. I mean, if you're going to have games like this, it is a Kylan Boswell problem. And the problem is, and I posted this on the board and the team and the coaching staff has been working with them closely is that when the shot isn't falling for Boswell, he mopes, and it impacts the other parts of his game. 
I feel that when his two free throws missed and his first few shots missed, he checked himself out of that game. Yeah. He didn't have the energy. He didn't have the swagger. You know, a lot of times he'll have swagger. He'll be two for 11, but he's still yelling and whatever. I, I don't mind that. Right. But he mentally, for whatever reason, when that shot doesn't fall, he checks himself out of the game as opposed to a guy like Caleb Love, whose shot wasn't falling today, but he still had eight rebounds and he still is in the game and he still wants to shoot. There were times where you could have sworn where if you looked at Kylan Boswell, he wanted to be anywhere but that basketball court. Yeah. That I mean, I think you're being really kind. Jason's a, a lot kinder a than nice I am. Boy. Well, you you are. I uh, one margarita I'm, of it. I'm know, thoroughly disgusted, and I'm I'm getting I'm, I'm getting really tired of all the excuses for this child who uh, just turned 18. If you guys didn't know, um, there was a point in the game where they had a shot of Tommy like talking to him, and it you could just see him was kind of like it looked like he kind of brushed him off. So he clearly was checked out. The problem is, is you can't have your starting point guard at an elite basketball program in college basketball, D1, by the way, who has a zero stat line across the board. And I disagree with Jason to the point of he should have points. Like, I am concerned that he he has zero points. And then the other thing is, is like, you are right in that what is his ROI to this team? If you can't produce, if you can't steal, if you can't run the offense... If you can't get a rebound, if you can't foul, if you can't steal without fouling someone, what is your value? Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. To the team. Now, granted, this is one game, but the pattern of this behavior is established. This is now multiple games that he's doing this. So what is the solution? Does he, does he get to sit now for a little while? Like, how do coaches usually deal with this? Like, that's the question. I don't know what Tommy's going to do, but I hope he does something. Um, what other players are you concerned about? One margarita. <laughs> um, look, well, let's just go in order. Why not? Uh, Caleb Love was 10 of 25. And it's super weird because he was like 8 of 140 against FAU. And yet I didn't have any complaints uh, about his game at all. Like, I was fine. Eight rebounds. Like... Turn the ball over only twice. Do I, do I wish you would have made some more shots? Uh, yeah, sure. But, you know, it, it's a type of situation uh, where, you know, it. you need him, which is scary. Like, it's scary that you almost need Caleb Love to put up 25 shots. Like, if Arizona didn't have Caleb Love on this roster, it would be bad. Like, things would not be well at all. Uh, so, you know... It's a situation where, it, yeah, 10 of 25 is is awful, but I'm not complaining. Uh, I thought Pella gave good effort in the beginning, and then he disappeared. He was not good. I'm a Pella defender. He was not good. Four turnovers, four fouls. So a couple of those fouls were garbage. He did pass the ball well, but I need more than four rebounds. I need better than four for 10. Umar, you know, look, like, it's the case with Umar all the time. He didn't shoot well, right? He's four of 11. He's never going to be a good free throw shooter. It's a waste of time to complain about that. He is what he is. But he also had eight offensive rebounds. 
Mm-hmm. He also had 14 rebounds total. Um, so the thing with Umar is his lift isn't there, and I don't think it's ever going to be there. I kind of think he is what he is. I think he gets a bad rap because he rebounds well, and he's generally a good defender, but he's got to be able to make some bunnies. I think the guy that right now I'm, I'm struggling with is Keyshot. Uh, the last few weeks, Keyshot has not played well. He had seven points, eight rebounds. He was never going to be a big scorer. I thought he would get more points in transition with Arizona than he did against San Diego State. The biggest thing that um, bothers me is that his defense just hasn't been there. Like right. He's gotten lit up the last few weeks. Sanford, um, you know, he wasn't all that good against Cal. You know, Isaac Jones is very good. I said it before the game. He was awesome at Idaho. This wasn't a random dude killing Arizona. Like, I just want to make that clear. Isaac Jones is very good. But 24 points and 13 rebounds is not, you know, something he should be doing against a big team. That's another thing that we didn't talk with Boswell. Like, Miles Rice had 18 points, and I like Rice a lot, but 18 points is way too much for to allow Rice to, to score. Uh, you know, when you get 11 from Wells, 18 from Rice, and 24 by Jones... You know, but again, like the other guys didn't do anything. Uh, so, you know, and Keyshot is, is probably like Boswell, I feel, is the long game. We're almost frustrated with Kylan every game. Uh, Keyshot's the one where they need more from him and Kylan too. I get it. But they need more from Keyshot and Kylan if they're going to make a run in the tournament. And I realize it's January and all that. I look for a consistency. Like one bad shooting game from a guy doesn't bother me if you follow it up and you have mostly good shooting nights. Now we're starting to show a pattern for Kylan and Keyshot, um, and that that is always the part where you start to get a little nervous long term. In terms of personnel, is there any specific change Tommy can make? Does he even have the personnel to make changes? Yeah, so there's one obvious change, and I think we started kind of seeing the motion of it tonight. So tonight... I'd have to go back and look, but I think this might be the first time all season. Jaden Bradley played more than Kylan Boswell. Now, it was only one more minute, um, and Keyshot only played 24 minutes. They played a lot of Pella at the four. Um, But I think we have to start seeing those minutes shift. You know, I'm not saying Kylan Boswell even needs to be benched if that's going to hurt his confidence. Play him 20 minutes. Play him 20. Play Jaden 25. Whatever. But... Plus minus, while it's not an outstanding stat, right? I don't think it's a coincidence that the three positive guys were Jaden Bradley, KJ Lewis, and Krivis. I feel like Bradley and Lewis are always going to be plus because of their ability to defend, even when they're not hitting shots. They combine to be three of nine. That's not good. But they also combine to be seven of eight at the free throw line, threw in some rebounds, threw in some assists. One turnover for the each of them. Like, good they things happen. Di- they make a difference. And I think that if you're... And, and I always worry about changing starting lineups because these at the end of the day, these are kids, mostly, right? Colin Boswell, who knows? Uh, if he mopes when he doesn't hit shots, who knows how he'll react when he gets benched, right? It is absolutely a concern. So don't bench him. Just play Jaden Bradley some more minutes and play him a little less. Okay. All right. Um, That's all we... I have questions for that you wrote. Um, Jason said that I'm obsessed with leadership because I was saying that there is no clear leader. The reason I'm obsessed with leadership is A, because I've spent most of my life in leadership classes and roles and 
thinking about leadership and everything. Well, no, However, let's clarify. You said who's the leader, and we who's discussed the leader? that. And I said I, it doesn't matter if there's a leader or not when your team is shooting 32% from the But field. it does matter because you don't have that guy that maybe he's not the one that's shooting the ball. He's the one that instills the confidence to move everybody forward. And I argued that Caleb Love is amazing, obviously, but he is not that guy. He is that guy because he wants the ball and he's hungry for the ball and he wants to improve his stats. He's a lone wolf. But he's not the general on the court. Either is Kashad. But at the end of the game, I had even tweeted this, the two people that you saw that were actually game planning the last shot of the game was Love and Johnson, not the point guard. And that is what is the problem. And this has been a problem since Tommy's been here. He hasn't recruited that guy. And that is the thing that I see as an issue, especially going forward into the tournament. That's something to keep an eye out for. Can a team rally on these nights when they're cold, when they're on the road, when things aren't, when the shots aren't landing, when you feel like shit? Like, I don't know what's wrong. I thought Balo might be sick tonight. He didn't look great. But, um, you got to have that dude. And and unfortunately, right now, not even their own coach is that dude. Like, I, Tommy hasn't been super awesome either. So I hope that they figure something out. Um, I Maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. But we still love our, our Arizona Wildcats. I do. Jason has to be Mr. Neutral. I don't like anyone tonight. We're all kind of in a... about a really shitty 48 hours and if Jetfish leads to Washington... All bets are off. That's right. And our kids lost in our first flag football game today. And, uh, you know, that's it. That's all we got. But we did have some good margaritas. One margarita. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, no matter where you are, no matter what mood you're in, no matter if your team lost and you're sad, there's one thing you can always do. Drink. After you drink, you can bear down. I was upset, Shelby, but then I saw Taylor Swift on the TV and I just shook it off. I also saw Andy Reid's icicle mustache and he's so cute. Okay. <laughs>